Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 359. And this is the show where we share cutting edge strategies and acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic, as well as that conversion stuff that happens after the click. I'm alongside my awesome virtual now co-host, Qasem Aslam, calling in from the deserts of the uh, American Southwest. How are you doing there, my friend? Arizona, where the sun comes from. Zona. <laughs> Zona. This is why you live in Arizona, because it's beautiful. Shorts and a t-shirt. You know, I really don't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> I just I just don't. Like, yesterday, like, we're, we're redoing, well, we're, we're adding a garage. And uh, so I'm living in a house that's a rental property. And so I'm down the street and like Omicron is raging everywhere. And I live in a maskless town. Nobody like even cares. Yeah, nobody cares here. And either. yeah, no, well, nobody cares. Like it doesn't exist where you right. live. Just so choosing to believe. To talk yeah. About. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, just, just choose to believe in other things. Right. That's right. You can just create bend reality like Steve Jobs used to do. So I can't really go to my local gym because it freaks out my wife. So Yesterday, I we have a gym over at the house, but there's no electricity. So I went over there yesterday and worked out, and it was 22 degrees inside gym. Without yesterday. power? Without power, because all the power is cut, because we got the contractors in there. Well, actually, right now, they're not doing anything. I don't know what the hell they've been doing for the last three weeks. They, they're letting the cement for the foundation settle. Yeah, that's basically the cue for them to like drink all day and like not do any work. Dude, how are contractors so, all so consistently exactly that guy? Number one, I, number two, <laughs> you are the most committed. I would never twenty-two degrees. There's no way twenty-two no. degrees. Yep. I'm, I'm just not working so out. Shut I'm the, just getting fat. Well, it's in the garage. It's in the garage. So I shut the door, and I have a battery that. Like every time I try and plug this little heater, space <laughs> heater in, it like blows out the battery. So I've gone through like three batteries and now I'm like, screw it. I'll just like put on 17 layers. And now I use the battery to like pump out the music so I can forget like how cold it is. But today it was 11 degrees and I'm like, screw it. Yeah, that's like uh, that's below 15. I'm cutting, I'm cutting, I'm, I'm drawing the line at 15 degrees. Dude, I don't so. go out if it's like sub 60. That's apocalypse <laughs> for me. I'm just done. Just put on a light jacket. Yeah. Maybe I'll send my children yeah. out to like get the mail. I'll be like, you, you, you head out there. <laughs> right? It's so cold. Yeah. Dad doesn't want to get frostbite. <laughs> That's good. You should have your kids be doing lots of chores around That's the right. house anyway. Which, yeah. which you advocate for that. Hormesis, right? yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Still, but when they get when they get older, so we're going from freezing temperatures to uh, child to abuse stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, having them take out the trash here when it's 11 degrees is borderline child abuse, but they're all adults now. 
So, you know, 21 and 19. So I don't really care. They're tough. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so that's my situation over here. So I'm a little, I'm a little like off today cause I didn't get my morning workout in. I know you're doing what, like hot, hot yoga, yoga every day as part of yeah. your 99 hour pregame routine when you wake up in the morning, <laughs> like two in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, I got my hot yoga in, and I'm I'm as always just put to shame by like sixty year old Scottsdale trophy wives who just come in and like crush life, and I'm sitting in there, just you know, you can hear my joints cracking, and I look like an idiot because I'm nine feet tall. People listening don't know this. I'm I look like a Tim Burton character, you know. I've got these big, yeah, long gangly limbs that don't match, and this yep. tiny tiny head, and so like yoga is the worst thing for me to do because it just you know. It like highlights all of my weird malformations. <laughs> right. And the, you know, the limbs are so long. It's like double stretches. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so like me, like my bicep is maybe like a foot long. Yours is probably like two feet. Long. Yeah. Well, I don't have yeah, a bicep, so but where my bicep would oh. be just that bone <laughs> where it yeah. would be right. string bean that's connected to my shoulder. Yeah. It's about, yeah. It's, it's just all bones and ligaments. Well, that's, uh, yeah, let's, let's leave it at that, bones and ligaments. Well, before we get into uh, today's conversation, uh, I want to give a big shout out to a couple of new reviews that we got here. I know you're going to read at least one of them. Hopefully, they're not like stupid and embarrassing and you know say great things about you because I really don't want to hear that here on Perpetual Traffic. I'd rather Especially hear not now. especially now so uh who has left us a positive review and really really appreciate this by the way everyone listening this is how we you know sort of our itunes i suppose sort of measures the success of the show is through stuff like this so what what kind of reviews do we have this week uh it's about me uh this one's Mm -hmm. not fair this actually another paid this is a friend of mine i haven't talked to him in a long time so shout out to ali raza out of australia Ali, he runs a live chat company. He and I have worked together for a long, long time. And he goes, I've known Costum since 2015. Just makes me feel old. 2015 was seven years ago. Do you believe that? No. 2015 is like 15 years in the future. Yeah. Um, Ali goes on to say, every time we talk, he shares nuggets of digital wisdom with this podcast in place and coupled with Ralph. Hey, it's about you now, Ralph. Hey. These guys have become the ultimate no-nonsense fire hose of actionable digital marketing knowledge. That's a good little soundbite there. Watch out for the books wow. that Ralph mentions during the podcast. Absolutely amazing. You are you're a bookworm. You you have been for as long as I've known you. You're always reading. Yeah, it's because I don't have any real original thoughts on my own. I just try. I just steal other people's ideas. Yeah, so that's, that's the way to do it. Yeah, uh, uh, shameless, really. <laughs> shameless. I'm like proud. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, now with Audible, it's so damn easy. Mm. You know, do you have, do you have an Audible membership? I don't. I have a really hard time listening to audiobooks. My mind wanders. Well, that did actually help me yesterday in the 17 degrees, or maybe it was 15 degrees temperature. Because yeah. I listening I to like the Gulag Archipelago, like this is, must have been what it felt like. <laughs> that's that's absolutely yeah. But it, the temperatures were in the audiobook were warm, so it kept me warm inside <laughs> from the 17 degrees and the there 17 layers. So anyway, that was Ali Raza. From Australia. So thank you, Ali. Really appreciate that. And uh, make sure that you uh, leave your ratings on the show. We'll, it says in the script here, we'll try to read them here on the show. We, we don't try here. We, we do. do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Yoda. You do or do not. There is no try. Right? Yeah. So we're going to read it. If you give us a positive review, we're going we're gonna to read you out. And thank you for that review, uh, Ali. Really appreciate it. 
and we'll continue to try and you know drop as many books so that you're we used to actually run a mastermind for agency owners and they're like every single week you're like mentioning a new book mm. i'm still getting caught up from like two months ago what are you reading now so i guess what am i reading right now i'm actually rereading think and grow rich okay that's a good one to yeah. reread that's just such a classic yep. yeah and i i read it way back when and I, re I i listen to the secret every single year so like right around this time of year just because it's like mental stuff yeah. that it sort of it, it certainly helped me get through lots of my deficiencies uh, but this one was like you might like this one i'm like i don't think i've actually ever listened to it i know i read it so it's actually kind of cool but it's there the references are a little out of date they're talking about like the great recession and the great depression i'm thinking oh that was like 2008 no it was 1929 right well so <laughs> yeah so it's a little bit which I, I did live through. Like, according to you, I lived that through. That wasn't me. That was who was the guy? It was the Spanish flu guy. I didn't say anything wrong. With that. It was Nick. It was Nick. Yeah. God damn it, Nick! If you're listening, you've started this yeah. whole. Time I've only here, lived through so. one recession, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to you about like the you know the stock market crash of 2000. You're like, I think I was in like diapers back yeah. then. So anyway, so yeah, so that's what I'm listening to today. So today we're going to be talking about not books. We're not going to be talking about books. We are going to be talking about a really interesting subject and something that we found. Um, I think it both sort of surprised us a Dude, bit. Surprised. I'm sitting now as we're talking in a bathtub of gasoline lighting matches. Like this is the worst news I've ever heard in my entire life. It depresses me beyond belief. I've lost all hope for humanity and the internet. So continue. So we will get to that topic. <laughs> First, then, Brian Dice see, has to pay for a Tesla. That's right. See, this is what we're called. This is a tease. So we've let it out there. Well, if they saw the titles of the show, they probably know they what probably we're talking about. But anyway, so stick around. We're going to get into this uh, mysterious topic with myself and Kasim right after this quick break. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com 
forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me, and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Hey, y'all, just a quick message from our friends at Wix e-commerce, the industry-leading e-commerce platform with a robust, customizable, future-ready solution. If you're looking to launch, run, and scale your online store successfully, Wix e-commerce has all you need. From a customizable storefront, through marketing and management systems, to a full-stack dev tool, Wix e-commerce has you covered. Go to wix.com forward slash e-commerce today and join over 700,000 active stores selling worldwide. Hey, PT listeners, if you own or work in a startup, chances are you're probably caught up in a world of craziness. That's startup life, but it doesn't have to be yours because we want to tell you about a new content series, The Seven Levels of Scale. In it, Ryan Dice shares his proven path to take your business from a struggling startup to a high profit, high impact, exitable business that gives you the wealth and freedom you deserve. If you want to know more, head to getscalable.com slash go. That's getscalable.com slash go, and you can download a free guide to show you what level of scale you're currently at and how you can scale quickly and profitably to the next. All right, so we are back, and to close the open loop that we've created, we are marketers after all, so we love creating open loops, but that was what they refer to as a tease in the media world back when, you know, I used to do TV and radio way back when. Today, we're going to be talking about well, I won't even say it. Kasim, you tell me, what is this thing that just blew your mind and that we had to do a show about it? <laughs> now, everybody here knows that I, I run a Google agency, but that's independent of my, my feelings. I have a semi-obsession with Google. I think it's one of the most important things that's happened to humanity, to put, to put the lexicon of the world's knowledge at our fingertips. I really do find it to be a gift. And Google, the company aside, so, so the, because I don't, I'm not telling you that Google's like a full of a bunch of good people and magnanimous and doing all good things. I'm not saying that, but the concept of informational search, I think is so important and so fundamental to the way we use the internet. Google's always been the number one domain, always, or mm. another search engine, right? Before Google, it was, you know, there's a bunch of them, Excite and Lycos and Yahoo. Ask, Yahoo, yeah, AOL. They were all search engines. So not only is Google no longer the top domain, but it wasn't overtaken by another search engine. It was overtaken by, uh, I don't know what, Ralph. It's like, it's like if a nightclub came in and moved into your church. You know what I'm saying? It's like they bought the church and they and they it's made like it strip club. Yeah, but not even like a good classy one, like a bad. You know what I mean? Like the just the right. horrible. You know, bad music and. Yeah, CD, right. whatever. So Google is... The ones on the other end of Vegas, so like the <laughs> CD hotels. Not on there. the strip. It's like the off strip. Not that I've ever been there. Yeah. Right. Uh, TikTok is now the number one domain name. TikTok. How did this happen? How did this happen? It's, it's such an indictment <laughs> on humanity. Now, here's what's funny. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that TikTok was the number one utilized app, okay? Because TikTok is a social media app, and app engagement is an entirely different thing. But to be the number one domain, and this is according to Cloudflare, by the way. So I don't know the methodology that they're using to, to determine this. I tried to figure it out, but they're a massive CDN. I imagine they have all the data. Cloudflare radar is ranking these domains because Alexa is going away, by the way, which I also didn't know until this article came out. 
Jeez, neither did I. Yeah, nuts, right? Like we've all been relying on Alexa data. Now it's going by the wayside. But TikTok late 2021 is the number one trafficked domain name, which means that, I mean, imagine what they're doing from an app engagement standpoint. It must be absolutely freaking insane because it's it's an app first and foremost. It's predominantly an app. And, you know, Google is is everything. It's It's so many different interfaces. For TikTok to beat it, it just blows my mind. But it also changes the way I view TikTok because I've been very dismissive of it and I'm wrong about so many things y'all. So if you're listening to this, never, like if you want to lose money, take my stock tips, but I'm ready to admit it. And I readily admit it hopefully as, as often as it happens, which will be very often. I've been dismissive of TikTok. It's clearly a way bigger opportunity than I thought it was. And to my defense, then every single legitimate business has thought because very few people are singing the praises of TikTok. So I think if you're looking for a new traffic channel, like, oh my goodness, to overtake Google as the number one domain, that's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it is. And just for clarity's sake, like this was not a surprise. And this is something that we've seen happening through 2020 and 2021. I think 2020 was the first year that it became the most downloaded app. And it's still the most downloaded app. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, still at number three, you know, WhatsApp, number four, and then Telegram, apparently at number five. So, and Snapchat, not right after that. And then of course, Zoom and a bunch of the other messengers, but like that I could see, of course, mm -hmm. but it's like the domain name itself. I mean, it just shows the power of this channel and it's not going away. <laughs> I mean, it's, Sadly. I think there were some people that were like, ah, you know, it's a passing fancy, or maybe it's something that it was a pandemic kind of app that people just went to because they had nothing better to do. Well, maybe the pandemic did help it. And it's certainly, I would imagine that trend from 2020 certainly carried over into 2021 mm -hmm. because we're still all, you know, to a certain degree, socially isolated, maybe not in Arizona, but certainly here when it's cold outside, we don't do anything but stay inside. But the point is, is like, that's not unexpected for it to be a, a downloaded app, but the domain itself, I think just really speaks to the power of it. And I know you Solutions 8, you guys do some YouTube, you don't do a whole lot on the TikTok side. Do anything on certainly, TikTok. Do you get, do y'all do you run TikTok ads? We do. We run it as a secondary channel. Usually after we've like the, the easiest place for us to, to, you know, to uh, most of our businesses have slightly older demographics, not necessarily like the teenage younger demographics. Now we've had Savannah Sanchez on this show and she has shown beyond a shadow of a doubt, we'll leave links in the show notes to this, that this is a legitimate force in advertising. You just have to be able to figure out how to crack the code on mm. it. And every channel has its own way of doing it. And I don't think anyone's completely figured it out. I think if anyone's figured it out, it's probably her to a certain degree, but Good content is good content no matter what the platform is. But with TikTok, it really is important for it to look absolutely native and not like an ad. It's got to look native to the platform. And I think it's still evolving as to what works right now. And I mean, I talk to my kids about it all the time. They're like, yeah, I always like swipe through all the ones that look like ads. It's like, well, what are the ones that you watch? Like the ads that don't look like ads. Mm. It's like, well... I mean, that was the case, I think, when Facebook first started because, you know, 
even though I've lived through two pandemics, I mean, that was one of the first advertisers on the platform in 2009. And you knew what the ads were. They were on the right-hand side. But then as soon as it went into the news feed, we said, you know, blend in to stand out, which is still sort of a phrase that we use. Oh, what as a brilliant as, mantra that is. That makes you know, as sense. A, yeah, blend in to stand out. I mean, you you it's all about the content, really. So you don't necessarily want an overly commercial ad per se, but in some cases, our ads look like ads on Facebook. There's no question about it. But the offer is good and the target and the messaging and everything else that goes along with it, and it works. So, but on TikTok, I think it's really important for it to look very native to the platform. So I think the users don't really perceive because the, the bad ads don't last mm. according to Savannah. Like if they, it's a, it's a bad ad, it's not going to get any play. Like your impressions just. Hey, it's Kasim here. And I have a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your website? Now I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully target your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. That means you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and then safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. I've personally met the CEO, Adam Robinson, and the guy is absolutely brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for PT listeners. If you are an e-commerce brand that's doing over a million in annual revenue, and you've gone through their easy 30-minute onboarding process, if you don't 5X your investment within the first six months, they will give you all of your money back. To take advantage of this offer, go to getemails.com forward slash scalable. That's getemails.com forward slash scalable. Hey, PT listeners, when's the last time your business published on its blog? If the answer is that's way too long for me to remember, I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA Content have a news service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox and all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now, these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. We've used them in the past, and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BK is giving PT listeners half off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. Slowly whittle away and die. It's actually a good so problem I don't think because it means you can't spend money on a bad ad. It doesn't get any lift. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what we've found. Like, I think the the thing with um, what she says and certainly what we advocate is very quick testing. You know, really, like you, stuff has a very, very short half-life or a lifetime on TikTok for advertising in general. So you've got to constantly be even more so than Facebook and Instagram. Like Facebook and Instagram will last for a while. If you do one ad like a year ago, it's not going to pull. Like right. you just people are just going to get tired of it. it. There is banner blindness. There's all these other things that go along with it. So, um, 
but it seems like that attention span is even shorter on TikTok. We use it as a secondary channel if the demographics match up to the primary demographic, which is the social channels on our end. And video. And video is it. Video, video is, is it. the king. If you're like me and you're running a lot of advertising, finding the time and energy to design high converting creatives for my clients can be exhausting, not to mention time consuming. And as business owners, we need to focus on the business and not be in the business. So when we need custom graphics or videos made inside tier 11, we use a no limit creatives. We don't use them on every single customer account. Keep in mind, we have a very large creative team. But NLC is the place that we go when we need just a little bit of help or maybe we've got too many ads that are sort of lined up and we have a capacity issue. So that's how we use them. I would highly recommend that you use them as well. They're the go-to design service for agencies and brands globally, and they service thousands of businesses every single year. So they'll get your company and your message absolutely right. And right now, they're offering all of our listeners here at Perpetual Traffic 50% off the first month of service. When you just try them out, just head on over to nlc.com forward slash ads. Use coupon code PTP at checkout. That's PTP to get your 50% off instant savings. Enhance your image today with No Limit Creatives. Yeah, I forgot the, the exact percentage, but I'll get close. It's something like, you know, by, by the end of 2022 or beginning of 2023, 80 some odd percent of all engaged content on the internet is going to be video based. Let me go find that so I'm not misquoting here on this podcast. Online videos will make up more than 82% of all consumed internet traffic by the end of 2022. And that's according to Cisco. And things like TikTok further reinforce that. You know what scares me? is I'm seeing YouTube head that direction. YouTube with YouTube Shorts is attempting to replicate the engagement that TikTok has. And, and I actually feel like they might, and hopefully, you know, Google's smarter than I am. They have a bunch of triple PhDs on this, but YouTube will be successful because it isn't TikTok. Like TikTok is already TikTok. They don't need to copy it. Um, but, but I can see that attempt at capturing some of that market actually hurt the core of youtube so i guess we'll have mm -hmm. to see how that plays out yeah i think it, it's it's well i would say we'll have to see how it plays out well it's clear that tiktok is you know i wouldn't even say it's emerging like it's already there it's already arrived dude it owns the internet it's the number one domain it's the number one oh. domain that's it just that just blows me away so i think if you're listening to this and you, you want an undiscovered blue ocean of traffic i can't imagine Man, there's just no way. I don't think established brands have permeated or penetrated TikTok yet. And I, I think that there's an opportunity there. No, you're going to go spend some money. There's going to be a lot of dummy tax paid in figuring out exactly mm -hmm. what works, where it works, how it works, what the segmentation looks like, et cetera. But I mean, this is shocking and, and also kind of exciting, you know, for especially with social marketers trying to fill things at the top of the funnel or play the interrupter game. I mean, TikTok might be the, the answer to some prayers here. You know what I've noticed is watching a lot of YouTube videos recently for whatever reason. Um, and I guess it's, I guess probably it's in the last two weeks or so, just because I've like sort of reset a lot of my goals and 
I mean, you know, I play guitar and I've just been sort of like stuck in this rut of like what I've learned. And I kind of got to this level where, you know, I'd never really thought I would get to that level. Now it's like, how do I get to the next level? And it's just, it's like, it's the hobby. It's the thing that I do. And YouTube is so chock full of basically anything that you want to learn mm -hmm. and it's all free. And I've got Roku TV and I'll go to, you know, Fubo TV and then I'll go to Netflix and I'll go to, you know, Prime at night and then I'll go down to YouTube. And I was on YouTube the other day and it's like, I thought I was on Netflix because it's got like this autoplay thing yep. on the Roku TV. Like it's become more like Netflix. I mean, it's, and I do think that uh, a, a big point of separation between TikTok and YouTube is that I go now to just my own personal usage. Like I don't really, I'm not really on TikTok, but like my kids send me stuff all the time. I'm like, oh, that's funny. And, you know, I'll stay on it for a little while. And I'm like, this is a complete waste of time. But I mean, it is, it is entertaining. There's definitely no doubt about that. But YouTube is starting to become more like Netflix hmm. and like Amazon Prime. Like if you're, Unless you're watching it on your phone, but still like long form video. That's where I go for long form, really good video. And plus, I always enjoy watching the ads and sort of seeing how that. So that never bothers me. Like, I don't want to get, you know, whatever it is, YouTube premium. I don't know, even know what it is. Like, I'm like, yet another thing I have to pay for every single month. So it's like YouTube and TikTok, are, in my mind, are like, are different. Like, they're both video. But for me personally, and as I see, like my teenage boys who are in this demographic and they mirror what their friends are doing. Like they go to YouTube for entertainment, long form entertainment, but then, Hey, if I've got five or 10 or 15, 20 minutes or whatever, or, you know, mom and dad want me to empty the dishwasher. And I really don't feel like it because I'm a lazy teenager. I sit on the couch and I watch YouTube. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it has, it's figured out like this place. And I think it's actually maybe pulled some of that mind space just from what I'm seeing firsthand away from Instagram. And it, it's a, because that was, you know, Snapchat for all these guys, like, you know, teenagers, early twenties are really as a, as a communication vehicle too. So you have that. So each one is like carved out its own little niche. And it's really interesting to see how this has evolved. And now with it being the number one domain, it's like, it's totally legit. Yeah. It's not a passing fancy. I think the analogy of, you know, YouTube being more like Netflix is really interesting. I hadn't considered that, but you're absolutely right. Uh, especially the way in, 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 in how it like lets you segue from one long form piece of media to another. Um, they're, they're gamifying it in a way. And, you know, to the exact point that you just made, it's a turf war. And they're all yeah. building up these crazy high walls. And of course, we're going to see consolidation because we always do. You know, Facebook tried to buy Snapchat. And when Snapchat wouldn't sell out, they just cloned it. And I think they did yeah. so pretty effectively. I think they effectively killed Snapchat. They did. You know, a significant amount of its growth anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, um, but, it, but it each has its place. Like it, it, that's sort of what I'm noticing. I think that will evolve over time. The other big thing that I've seen, and it says nothing to do with TikTok, is for our gift. Like we give gifts to our customers every single year. And so we gave, uh, we gave Oculus Quest to everyone who is a, a tier 11 customer. And they're, they weren't super expensive. They used to be really expensive, but now like they're basically selling them at cost. So we sent one to everyone. And then they sent, uh, you know, my team actually, we, cause we bought so many, we got like three or four extra. So I'm just like, ah, send them here. 
And I gave them to like my kids and my wife and me for, I gave me a Christmas gift. And so we all got on and, and, and like we're in the metaverse. And I was amazed at first off, it made me completely sick to my stomach because I get vertigo anyway. So I was like, I, I could barely even last. My wife was like, oh, I'm so dizzy. But the kids, my kids were like totally into it. And I, I did a, a very short um, segment at a, at a local college here in Boston. And I, I think I maybe had mentioned this before. And it was probably 20 or 30 kids that were in there. And they were all debating the name. The, the, the project was, did Facebook make the right decision by changing the name to Meta? Mm. And I would have thought like they would all be like, no, 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 no. They should have kept it as Facebook. But they were all, they were all, we talked to all of them. This is my sample group of like 30 or 40 kids. They were like, we're really excited about the metaverse. Like the metaverse is cool. It is the next new thing. And I went in that day thinking, I can't believe Zuckerberg changed the name to Meta. And I came out thinking, oh my God, he changed the name to Meta. Like he actually knows what <laughs> really knows what he's doing, but so far ahead of the actual creation of the metaverse. But going and getting these Oculus things and actually going in and you know, playing ping ball and like, it's really freaking cool, by the way. Or like you can go on a safari, you can go into a YouTube video. Like how crazy is that? It's, it's absolutely nuts. And I actually do think that as an advertiser and as a, a media agency, they made the right move because I'm thinking all that is, is just brand new real estate for advertising. I don't know how they're going to monetize it, but they're gonna somehow, some way. And I think it was actually now it's a, in my mind, it was a brilliant move. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. I, you know, especially with the way that Facebook is no matter what going to go by the wayside over time, given its atrophy, it could be a hundred years from now. I don't think Facebook is dead. I hate when marketers say that Facebook is still one of the, oh, I mean, I'm looking at the data now. It's the third TV most popular domain, right? You know, like it's, it's still a hyper, 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 hyper viable app, but it's just an right. app. And what Mark did is he separated himself from a, just an app and gave himself this, this world because the metaverse isn't an app. It's, it's its own version of the internet. It's a context change. And by changing the context, he actually owns I mean, imagine owning the internet, as stupid as that sounds. That's more or less the position that he put himself in. My fear for him, and not that I'm afraid for Mark Zuckerberg, because I think he's a petulant child thief, but uh, <laughs> my what, what I could see happening, and I've been wrong about everything in life, uh, is generally speaking, the first to market with technology takes the biggest bullet. They pay all the R&D costs, and they make all the mistakes, and then somebody else gets to watch and say, oh, that's how you do it. And then step in for a fraction of the price and with you know all the new updates that everybody wants. And so it'll be interesting to see. He's got the money to buy that type of person out. But it'll be interesting to see how well they weather those early stage type of storms. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, you're right, dude, the Oculus, there's no way they're making money on that. They're, they're shelling out out of pocket to get people on their platform, which is brilliant because what unseated them initially with the iOS update was the fact that they are a, a disembodied entity. You have to access Facebook through a proxy. So Zuckerberg backed up and in a brilliant move said, okay, I'm going to own the proxy. I'm going to own the source. If you own the device, you, you own you know the experience effectively. So it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, that's a whole, you want to talk about a whole new stage of marketing, man. That'll change everything. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. But think about what he did on Facebook. I mean, here we are, we have a podcast that was started based upon Facebook, something he invented that didn't exist 
you know, 25 years ago. I forget when they were actually incorporated when they started, but, um, and it launched this whole other thing that people never even knew was a thing, right? It's a social media. Like there was no such thing as social media. You know, this is before you were born, however, just, <laughs> just so we're clear. Um, <laughs> but the point is, is he's doing it again. And all he did was, and I always say this, I always sort of defend Zuckerberg and some people think I'm a Facebook shill. I don't really care because think about it. He did actually create something and it's his thing. Like he created it, guys. Like, yeah, you can say he took it from the, you know, those twins from Harvard. I always forget their names. Um, the Winklevoss. The Winklevoss yeah. twins. The Winklevi, as he would call them. <laughs> um, or, or, you know, Friendster or, you know, any of the other social media. Like there was, a, there was a thing that was coming out of that era, social media. But he, in essence, created it. And he created it without ads and made it very sticky because people wanted to go there on their own. And have a sense of community and so forth but he was building it all up to the point of whether or not the movie that was made on it is actually accurate or not but it sort of is you know they did they refused to run ads or pay for or try to actually fund it and, and make money on the thing and then took obviously vc money and everything else that goes along with it doing the same thing right now like they established real estate on the internet that was sticky and that was growing and I think they did the same thing with this Oculus and this Metaverse thing. And it, now they have money to be able to really, right. you know, maybe they're sitting on billions in cash to be able to, in, in essence, self-fund this. But they're creating another set of inventory in the Metaverse. And that will be really interesting to see how that is sold and monetized later on. Because it's going to be. It's going to be. It has to be. Like, why would they, why would they do it otherwise? It's not just for a sense of community. It's not. It makes you wonder too whether or not they're going to keep it, you know, closed and proprietary or go open source. Because Zuckerberg has a choice to make. Do I go? It's it's basically it's Apple versus Google all over again. Apple has a closed ecosystem. It's hard to get into. They have a far more reliable base, though. Obviously, the usability is much much higher. Um, you could argue better, and and I think you'd win that argument. Um, but then you have you know the whole open source world that that moves faster. That's why innovation comes from the open source, and then Apple is just able to steal it. Uh, where would you guess he goes there? Keep it proprietary, go open source. I think what has to happen for the metaverse to become a real thing, aside from just Oculus and having it tagged to your Facebook account. So when you get an Oculus, you have to log into your Facebook account. So that's the first thing you do. To make it open source outside of Facebook, you're talking about these Silicon Valley titans all getting together and working together between... Microsoft and um, Nvidia and what's the other one? Unity Software. Like all of these companies need to actually work together to create what would be like a real metaverse with Facebook being a part of it. Well, I don't know the Facebook. And I don't know how that all shakes out. What if Facebook allowed coding inside of the metaverse so that you could create your own? You know, just to to to, to strengthen the analogy a little bit. Facebook has has the earth and you're now going in and creating your continent. So Google goes in and creates Google inside the metaverse and Microsoft is creating Microsoft and, and you're able to kind of bolt on to Facebook. What they've done in this instance is, again, potentially lifted themselves out of uh, people trying to compete and create their own metaverses and instead utilizing this 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 ecosystem they've created uh, in order to just build their own. I think the open source methodology in this particular instance would be 
open source with boundaries. You know, you're you're in Metaverse. You still have to log in, obviously, using the Oculus, sign in through Facebook. But then the 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 codeability becomes more than just like oh, submit an app. You're actually able to like build your own. Who knows what's it? I, I feel like that's the, kind of like the internet. I, I feel like that's the way to make sure that he maintains control without losing it to you know a usurper or up and comer. Yeah, I, it's anyone's guess at this point. I mean, I do know that. Uh, you know, like NFTs and real estate in the metaverse, like it's a thing. Like people are buying virtual real estate, you know? So it's like, it's, this is going that way. What part Facebook plays? I don't know. I know they, they, they threw the stake in the ground though, changed the name and now are betting on the future of this platform. It's a big bet. I mean, they really, you know, will the Facebook app as we currently know it continue to exist? I, I suppose, I guess. I don't really know about that, but it just in the last month or two, it made me realize that I thought this was actually a good move. So much so that I actually bought a metaverse uh, EFT for my portfolio. No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Am I? Yeah, one of our, our retirement accounts. So it's like that because I think that's a trend. That's a 10 year trend that we want to ride. And, it's, you know, it's all over the place right now. Um, so anyway, so that's that's uh, yet another thing that we can we'll be discussing here on the show. I think in the coming weeks and months and years, if Ryan Dice allows us to continue to do this thing. So any any parting words on uh, on the future of the stuff that you're seeing? Here as we wrap up. Yeah, I, this has always been true, but it's becoming more and more true now. Don't get romantic about where your traffic is coming from. You used to be forgiven for committing. And now we're seeing more and more and more. Interestingly, we're seeing more diversification, which I wouldn't have seen given all the big players in the space. I wouldn't have guessed that. But we're seeing more diversification. And I don't think people can afford to play sides. I think the answer is yes to all. And I, y'all, I'm, I have a Google ads agency. We don't run any other channels. So I'm telling you something that's against my best interest, which is, I think that you need to go run every viable channel that's available to you. Because when something like TikTok can overtake Google, it just means that you want to be where the eyeballs are. So for whatever that's worth, uh, you know, I'd get out there and diversify your traffic sources. Stat now do it before your competitors do. Yeah. And we talked a few episodes back with Dan Larkman about other ways, right? like other traffic channels. I mean, this is really going to be interesting and how that all sort of works in uh you know ott and connected tv like we're going to be talking about that with metaverse like platform ads if we you know if we don't get fired from the show you know in the last next couple of years so just not unlikely like we're not highly likely yeah. yeah so please give us uh positive reviews here so so Kasim maintains his job that's right me, me too. I'll just be unemployed. I'm, I'm used to being unemployed. Though. Well, and unemployed for years. Speaking of, we want to be the number one marketing podcast on the planet. So if y'all have something that you think we can improve upon, or if you have a topic you want to hear about, um, we have a survey set up. It's anonymous. Go to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. And you can let us know what you think we do well. More importantly, what we can improve upon and anything that you want to hear about. Perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. We do read all those submits we've read a couple uh and we're starting to incorporate them into the show here uh, which is kind of cool uh but thank you for listening as always every single week or a couple of times a week we try and bring you the best goods we possibly can so in order for that to continue to happen 
Make sure that you subscribe and leave a rating wherever you are listening. If that's Spotify, Stitcher, has anybody listened to podcasts on Stitcher? Uh, iHeartRadio, we're over there. Did you even realize we were over there? I had no idea. Awesome. No. And of course, yeah, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I always want to say iTunes, but it's Apple Podcasts. So, uh, and let us know how we can do better over at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. Follow us both on Twitter and go back and listen to previous episodes. All the links that we mentioned here, some of the resources that we talked about here in today's show will be in the show notes at perpetualtraffic.com. This has been episode 359. On behalf of my awesome co-host, Kasim Aslam, until next show, see ya. Peace. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic, 